Welcome to the Forest Analytics Landing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Russell. In this podcast, we'll talk about how data and analytics are transforming the forest products industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I want to talk about forest carbon, and I really want to highlight some of the data that is provided by the U.S. Forest Service every year uh, through their reports. Uh, And specifically, I want to talk about um, what they put in the greenhouse gas emissions and removals from forest land, woodlands, and urban trees report. Now, I talk about this document quite a bit because I think it has so much information contained in it. And one of the big things and one of the most important things I think they've been doing for several years now is providing forest carbon estimates for every U.S. state. So that's pretty unique, and that hasn't been done for a very long time up until, I think, three or four years ago. And so we know that across the United States, forests, um, urban trees, and harvested wood products uh, are the largest carbon sink. And so if we look at the data, in 2020, U.S. forests offset about 13% of all greenhouse gas emissions, and that represented about 16% of all carbon dioxide emissions. Um, And so just an incredible um, sink of, of carbon in the role that our trees and forests play. If we look at that report and we tease out what's happening at the state level, uh, we can see that the states in the Pacific Northwest show the greatest amount of carbon stored in above-ground biomass. And so I have a a link to, uh, and I'll put a link to these numbers in the notes, but if you look at it, it's really the Pacific Northwest that has a lot of carbon in U.S. forests. And so the top states that have the most carbon are Oregon, California, Washington, Alaska, and then Georgia. Um, And so uh, those states have the most forest carbon, at least measured in terms of above-ground biomass. Uh, States with the least amount of carbon, obviously, are states with little forest area or uh, very small states in general. And so North Dakota, Rhode Island, Delaware, South Dakota, Nebraska are the states with the lowest amount of carbon uh, that's found in above-ground biomass. And it's important to know that the carbon is not just stored in trees and the biomass of trees, but the report also has values for carbon storage and flux in six different carbon pools, including above and below ground biomass, deadwood, litter, and soil. And that soil pool includes mineral and organic soil, uh, which includes all the dead and decaying plant material. And so if you look at those other pools, In U.S. forests, soils account for about 56% of all of forest ecosystem carbon, followed by above-ground biomass at 27%, litter at 6%, and below-ground biomass and deadwood, each at 5%. And so again, if you look at the data, you can tease the data apart for different regions. Um, And if you do that, you can see, uh, obviously, again, a lot of the carbon is found in the western states, and you find more carbon in deadwood uh, in those western states too, um, and so important to note that by looking at these state level reports. And so what I really like uh, about these reports, again, they're by state, uh, and so most of our uh, analyses happen really at a stand level in forestry, but at least with the data at a state level, you can begin to compare and contrast uh, some of the data that you're getting with uh, some of these estimates by state. Um, which has been really helpful for me, I know, in in my own analyses. What I really love about this, too, is the data are available in a supplemental research data set, uh, which lists 
all the forest carbon stocks and the flux data going back to 1990. And so you have that trend, that time series through time as you're looking at that. And so I think it's important to note the report for that. Um, and But also with that time series, we can begin to think about what states have actually gained the most carbon. And so once we have this, uh, this data on the trends in forest carbon by state, uh, we can have a look at those to see what's changed in each of those states for all those different pools. And so as we have that annual trend, uh, we can begin to see and, and just map out, you know, where have the changes been. And so if we look at the data, we find that the southeastern states have seen the greatest gains in forest carbon. Uh, now this is likely because the southeastern United States is the fastest growing, you know, it's the most productive in terms of um, growth rates, you know, for all U.S. forests. It's known as the wood basket of the United States for a reason. And so the 13 states with the biggest gains in forest carbon are all located in that region. And so what I really found striking was that in Mississippi alone, the total forest ecosystem carbon stocks increased by 70% since 1990, uh, from about 749 to 1,274 million metric tons. So just a tremendous increase in, um, in stocks there in the state of Mississippi. If we look at it to see how much has gained, which states have gained, if we look at the lower 48 states, 39 of the 48 states have seen an overall forest carbon gain since 1990. And so this is an, an, an incredible amount um, of increase in carbon across the landscape. And it's really been those states in the West that have dealt with a lot of things like insect damage from things like the mountain pine beetle to large forest fires that have um, just decimated and, and released a lot of carbon into the atmosphere. Those western states are the ones that have seen the greatest uh, losses in forest carbon. Uh, so Wyoming, Colorado, South Dakota, Montana, New Mexico, Arizona, Idaho, those are all states that have seen losses in forest carbon um, across uh, at least the last 30 30 years. Um, and so as an example, Wyoming lost about 14% of its carbon since 1990. Again, I think that's related to particularly the mountain pine beetle epidemic, but also uh, lots of wildfires occurring. Um, and then others, other states uh, have lost some as well there in the West. But if you look on the whole, if you add all the states together and all the forest carbon uh, that has increased over the last 30 plus years, uh, U.S. forest carbon stocks have increased by 12% from 1990 to 2021. And so that's an incredible uh, amount that goes from about 41 million metric tons to about 46 million metric tons, um, which is just an incredible amount of carbon. And so again, I think uh, this report really highlights all of the, the numbers behind forest carbon. And as you begin to look at these, you can kind of, uh, as you're doing your own analyses or want to compare or or just to help to answer questions. You know, we think of, and we often talk about how much our forests are facing these challenges, whether it be forest health challenges or um, challenges related to land use changes and suburbanization uh, creeping into forested lands. I think it's important to note that on the whole, you know, our forest carbon stocks have still increased um, given all those challenges that we've faced in the last 30 plus years and given the future challenges ahead of us, you know, when we think about climate change and we think about how to effectively manage our forests to be resilient to these constant changes, 
I think it's important to recognize, you know, where we're at today, you know, in the carbon world, the baseline. Uh, and so what is the baseline that we're measuring against? And so that does it for this week's podcast. I'll link to some of the articles I wrote with some graphs and visualizations on some of these trends. I hope you find value in this. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Forest Analytics Landing Podcast. For more information on how data and analytics can empower your organization, visit arbor-analytics.com.